Uh... <laughs> yes, you just wanna do you just oh. in while I just play Street Fighter? I'm playing Vega against he was doing he was doing the lead in. That's what he was doing. Yeah, that was the laugh is the lead in. I was the lead in. Oh, I'm just playing Street Fighter. (laughs) Whatever, cold open. This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's gonna buy that. Is it a hit? (laughs) Welcome to. Another episode of Is It a Hit, where you, everyone at home, the listeners, get to experience this uh, this excursion with us, this this uh, this jungle cruise of sorts, uh, on our way to finding that next big hit. If this were the movie Anaconda, uh, I would be J Lo, your host on this <laughs> on this excursion. Uh, my co-host would be uh, the Ice Cube in this in this uh, in this movie, which would be Pat. Nice. And the uh, the leader, the, the the true reason you're here, the John Void <laughs> of this uh, of this movie, uh, which is pretty accurate because he talks funny, he squints a lot, and he's way too qualified to be here. That, of course, would be your headliner, Nasty Nathan Sharp. There we John go. Play the hey. snake. Yep, he was the snake. That's yep. The snake led them on. It was actually just a big old Earl Burroughs. Yep. The snake yeah, John Boyd was them. back end. <laughs> yeah, front end. Yeah. Yep. Twisting around. Uh, yeah. Uh, that uh, that movie is weird. That's all I can say about that. But I think it perfectly exemplifies what we're trying to do here, because in that movie. They're trying. They're trying to make a movie in that movie. I don't know if you guys remember the plot, but it's actually a, a documentary crew. Oh. They're making a movie. They're, they're looking for their inspiration, <laughs> and that's what we're doing for. Give them inspiration, because where we inspire, Nate creates, and we all decide, is it a hit? Yeah. Was that First movie off, a hit? I don't remember. Oh, I don't think it was. Massive. I think. You think that was a hit, dude? It was a match. Really? Everyone's heard of Anaconda, huh? Right? That's true, I guess. Yeah, I do know of it. Doesn't John Voight get thrown up at some point? Like, John Voight yeah. throws up himself in that movie? <laughs> he's the snake. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's the snake. Man. So that, that That's what it would be if it was Christopher Nolan made Anaconda. Yeah, <laughs> what if we're all the snake? The whole time. <laughs> These movies uh, are so mind-bending. Christopher yeah, Nolan, what will you think of next? It's a snake within a snake. <laughs> this snake is dreaming of Batman. Man, that guy made Batman movies a chore to watch. They're what are you great, talking dude, about? They're an absolute chore. What? Yeah, 100%. Dude. Second one is amazing. It's a great movie. No doubt about it. Chore to watch. I cannot agree with this. I would say I was kind of annoyed by how fast paced they were. I came back to them after having not seen them for several years. Came back, thought they were too fast paced. None of the scenes never lets them breathe. You got to let them breathe, baby. He just didn't do it. That is a problem of his. Yeah, letting letting things uh, sit for a while and letting the 
the the viewer kind of react to what's going on um it, it's just yeah. it's all pacing like i was i i did actually just watch inception this week uh for the first time maybe in like 10 i think probably when it first came out and there's just so many like monotonous scenes in that movie where it's just uh just like giving a little bit of ex- exposition but he uses the score of the movie to just like pace things and the editing to like everything feels so fast and you don't get a chance to like dwell on what they're doing. And, and it's something I mean, it usually works really well because you're definitely engaged, but you, you don't, you're just saying where like things don't get a chance to stew very often. Yeah, man. That's his choices. You know, he, he, that's, that's, that's the style he's chose to create and it's, it's all pacing. And uh, most of the time it works really well. Yeah, I think I think he's pretty decent. I just I've kind of gotten tired of it. Is the issue? Yeah. Like after after uh, the Dark Knight, um, just just wasn't really super into him. Yeah, watching uh, Dark Knight Rises was trash. Work. I like the Magician one. Yeah, that one is good. That's a good movie. Yeah. Like a good ta-da. Yeah. I, I need to revisit that one because that one I think is not normally regarded as one of his uh, most popular. But uh, I, I should get, yeah, I should revisit that one. Yeah, that movie sucked me in. I just was like walking by, watching. Like I wasn't watching the movie. I'm just one of my roommates was, and uh, I just like stopped in passing, and then eventually just kind of like got sucked into it. I was really impressed with that movie. I liked it. Yeah. Now speaking of um, speaking of things that suck you in. So like a lot of people don't like magic. <laughs> I don't know who they are because I love magic. It's cool as hell. But a lot of people are like, you know, magic, it's stupid. But you show them the prestige. They're like, ooh, fuck yeah, magic. It's just like Queen's Gambit. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know about chess. But I watched Queen's Gambit and now I bought a chess set, you know? Now I'm, I'm gambiting all the time. Just moving that yeah. on and getting my queen right into it. Really getting in the danger zone. I just, just keep going to people down the street and... I'll trade you two pawns for a king. They're like, no, no dice. No dice. Then you realize that's not what gambiting is. That's gambling. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. That girl has real wide set eyes. Real wide. Wait a minute. Guys, what the viewers don't know is that we have a couple lost episodes where we talk about wide set eyes in the Queen's Gambit. So <laughs> don't wanna, I don't know. Do we want to rehash these? Because we might. We might revisit these last episodes. I don't All think that I there's a say, bit to that. I think yeah. that's as much as I got. She's got what if? <laughs> about maybe we should do it because then they could just make those songs again. <laughs> yeah, we got we got better ones. So I made a new song in my head for um for Queen's Gambit. They're making a musical. It's confirmed. Oh yeah, look it up. And uh, I've got. Are, it. I know you're gonna how try it goes. to it. Here's how it goes. It's a hard knock life, Borgoff. It's a hard knock life, Borgoff. It fits perfectly. Yeah. And it's just like a bunch of grown adult Russians like doing the same motion. It's really out of place in the movie. Yeah, it's yeah, that's all great. just Annie. They just take take it's Annie, still Annie and they shoehorn Chess into it a little bit. Instead <laughs> yeah, of real jobs, we play chess. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good. He's got a big red fro for some reason. Ah, we're getting away from it. Well, that's yeah. the Queen's Gambit, girl, right? But poor Goff can too. 
That's that works. <laughs> Daddy Borg. Oh, Borgoff's kept it. <laughs> that doesn't work. Well, you know, it's, oh, not enough. it's not a truly did faithful get... conversion, but we're going for the spirit of it. Did you like... guys buy a leather duster after watching that show? Which one? Me neither. Me neither. Uh, Queen's Gambit. I haven't seen it. Oh, Nate, you didn't buy a leather duster, did you? Because that guy looked so cool in that duster. No, dusterless. Oh. Uh, I. You know what? Bad. Of our friends that would own a duster, Nate, it's got to be number one, right? Like, he's got to be on your list of who owns a duster. Nate would be, like, super high on my list of friends. Really? Yeah. You got that going for you. Why do you think I would yeah, own a duster? You would be like, not for a costume. Oh, I see. Just for yeah. theatrics. Yeah. yeah, you're you're a huge fan of the Matrix, right, Nate? Listen, after the first Matrix movie, I spent that like evening after I watched it, just cartwheeling around and making guns with my hands and going pew 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 pew. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that first way to spend. Real good. That's a weird way to spend last Saturday night. <laughs> I've been cooped up inside for a long time. I finally decided to sit down and watch the list of movies that I haven't uh, put on my no-fly movie list. So, you know, Raging Bull came on the TV, and I said, no, away with ye. And then I saw that yeah. Matrix was there, and I was like, you know what? I could get down with this. I could I could see myself spending a nice evening watching uh Morpheus and the gang get together and take down some robots. God, I love that movie. That first movie's so good, dude. It's so much fun. It's just what a great time. Just running around, learning fucking ninja shit, fucking killing people and they're robots. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that one. Uh, but one thing I did not like was last week's song. Uh, I thought it wasn't a hit, but surprisingly, Pat thought it was a hit. Uh, the name of the song was Stomp, Shake, in parentheses, Godzilla. Um, I didn't think that it was really marketable on a movie soundtrack, especially with the Barbershop Quartet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, maybe I'm just oversimplifying things. Pat, remind us what you thought about that song. Oh, I loved it. And, and probably that's because I grew up watching Godzilla movies like that was normal. My parents uh, played a really hilarious prank on me as a child and uh, made me watch about 15 different Godzilla movies. And uh, I just thought that that was how people grew up. You watched Godzilla movies. So I have an affinity for Godzilla. And, um, like, I kind of like all bad, like, bad movies. Like, there's a there's a vein of movies that, like, Mystery Science Theater 3000 would watch and enjoy. Like, they're just bad enough to be good again. And I would, uh, yeah, I love movies like that. Like schlock. Poorly your, produced movies. What's your favorite? Oh, so you're talking about poorly produced movies, too, not just bad movies. But they yeah. have to be, like, really poor. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, I'm trying to think of, because uh, I have a handful of bad movies that I that I that I like, but uh what what would be your uh, what would be your favorite in that in that uh in that favorite bad movie. Um 
you know, it's funny. I haven't seen The Room. Number uh, one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody always talks about it. But it was it's so, so well, like, tread ground. What's the my favorite bad movie? Shoot. Yeah, the the room is a uh, is 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 it's tough to tough to get into like with a with an honest eye just because it's been talked about so much. I mean, I've, obviously, I've already made a movie about that movie, yeah. So it's it's just it's tough to go in with like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's so much just nonsense in it. A lot of really just weird sex scene. There's like a, a sex scene that you just like, like see right into the crack of Tommy Wiseau's. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Um, favorite bad movie. Um, this might be controversial, but Highlander probably. Have you ever seen the Highlander movies? Uh, um, no, but I know you really like them. I do know that. Yeah. They're super bad. Like they're just hilarious. Um, there's a there's a point in it where. Uh, Sean Connery shows up and um, the premise is that there are mortal people. They just can't die unless um, they get their heads cut off. That's it. Like there's just like some people are immortal and they can't die unless they get their heads cut off. And so these immortal dudes, they look just like normal people, like just live forever, never die. And then they like slowly find each other over the course of like millennia. Right. And um, at one point, the main character learns he's, you know, he says, you're a hairy, you're a wizard hairy moment, you know, and he learns he's immortal. So a guy stabs him, but he doesn't cut his head off. So he comes back and Sean Connery shows up and then like gives this, like shows this guy the ropes and he shows him how to be an immortal dude and how to fight with a sword and stuff. But there's a part where Sean Connery is playing Spaniard and he doesn't change his accent at all. And uh, it's just so he's just talking like this the whole time, and um, he's he's got this weird you know Spanish hat, and then this other guy is supposed to be Scottish, and I don't know what nationality uh, Christopher Lambert is or Lambert. I don't know how it's one or the other. I don't know what nationality is, but it's not Scottish, and he doesn't have a good Scottish accent. So they're doing their immortal training, and they're on a boat over water with like weird weights on on the Christopher Lambert's character and he's like don't touch me you fool you'll drown me and it's just like terrible like that's his scottish and then uh and then i forget what Christopher Walken not Christopher Walken but uh, Sean Connery says do it, but he's but like, do it as Christopher Walken do it as Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah, yeah, no we do i don't have Christopher Walken sorry uh Sean Connery but he's like He's like, you'll drown me, you fool, you foolish Spaniard, or something like that. He says, like, he just says some weird thing about how he's a Spaniard to him. And then there's just a line where, like, they zoom in on on fucking Sean Connery's face. He's like, I'm not Spanish. I'm Egyptian. And then he knocks him into the water, and he doesn't drown because he's immortal. But, like, there's this really weird scene where, like, the guy doing the best Scottish accent like i'm not spanish i'm egyptian and then like this other guy is trying his best oh my god it's it's wild it's like they they film that scene to like wink at the audience being like yeah we know this guy's got a terrible scottish accent we know and we know that that, that's a problem in a lot of his movies is that he plays like non-scottish people but he's just always scottish like he did, he can't yeah. do anything else. Like he wanted an Oscar for the Untouchables, and wasn't he like a cop from Chicago in that movie? 
Yeah. And he's just he's Scottish the whole time. And, and the Academy's like, yep, I believe it. Yeah, right. It's just well, like, what is he? I don't get it. I mean, have you ever seen that. the meme? The, the meme with, I don't know what move it's from, but have you ever seen the meme with Sean Connery where he's just going, you're the man you're now, man. dog? Yeah, that's from uh, yeah. Finding Forrester. That's <laughs> so good. If, you're the man you, now, dog. If, uh, if you guys want to, you know, just cut in the trailer for that movie right now, like in the podcast, that line yeah. is in the podcast. It's really weird. Uh, but yeah, you're the man now, dog is a very, is like a Hall of Fame, like trailer clip. Because it's just so out of place. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about right. now, dog. I'll t- I'll check it out. Yeah, that's good. The other, yeah, uh... it's uh, yeah, it's good. I love uh, love movie trailers, so we can talk about that for hours. <laughs> I wanna. Were you everyone... saying, it? Max? I want to hear yours. If you have any other favorite Sean Connery movie trailer lines, because my personal favorite, I just really want to say, is uh, from Entrapment. Oh, yeah. talking about? I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Yep, you're playing both but... sides. Fuck. Oh no, I <laughs> didn't. Great I didn't think that's what you're gonna say. What I thought you were gonna say was, uh, "No, that's blackmail. Entrapment is what cops do to thieves." <laughs> My favorite Sean Connery line is, "I am the last one." He's a dragon in Dragonheart. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good line. There's also in uh, in the uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I think might have been his last movie. That's, you know, almost 20 years ago, but he didn't make movies for a long time before he passed away. Uh, there's this part where he's like, "This is merely the beginning," and I just thought it was a throwaway enough line where I was like, "Yeah, I remember that one." This is merely the beginning. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, he was the bad guy in that movie. Yep. I remember seeing the the trailer for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and being like, this is going to be a garbage movie. This is going to be a trash yeah. movie. It's going to be a trash heap. And I went and I saw it, and I was like, I was totally right. I was right. <laughs> Heap's trash. It was bad. So bad. It's funny that it was like basically a superhero movie before they were like very popular. Like, Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too far before all the superhero movies started. Yeah, I know. It, it has well, the same it right after like, like Spider Man was uh, like two thousand. Yeah, but the current the current version of the oh, yeah. like superhero movie, you know what I mean? Like Gritty. that had like well, also like a shared universe and stuff. They, they've they've got it down. They're doing a good job. Marvel has um, Marvel, but yeah. not DC. Let's just make Correct. sure everyone at home knows we are not uh, talking about DC. Just Marvel. No. Yes, and uh, I would love DC to get it get their acting gear. I love I love Superman. I love I Batman. I love all that this, stuff. Uh, you're gonna see his next Snyder cut of uh, Justice League. Is that a thing that I, like, I, I I not really? If I'm being honest, I didn't I any of the Superman movies, and I didn't hate them. I didn't love them, and I didn't love any of the Batman movies. The the Batman v Superman was so bad. It was hard to watch it was bad and i was like oh i gotta quit watching these so i didn't watch justice league at all what were you gonna say Nate? oh i was gonna say if you've ever seen any of the the dc cartoon movies i just watched the um are y'all do y'all ever read batman comics yeah you ever read the killer no. joke the one uh yeah dude yeah so i watched the cartoon version of the killing joke and to turn How was it that? into a uh 
it's good you know it's got it, it, it it's good it's got like all the classic voices you expect like mark hamill joker yada 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 but um they shoehorn into the first half to make it more um you know to make it more emotional later on when th- you know things happen joker does his misdeeds they shoehorn in a like a b plot that starts off the movie where Batgirl bangs Batman, and it's what? uncomfortable. And, hey, and kid, Barbara and Gordon, yeah, Barbara Gordon. Um, it seems that's terrible. That's not even in the comic. Yeah, it's like a protege relationship. It's really wrong. <laughs> and she gets like, well, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, that, that the whole thing's about her. <laughs> Yeah, that's messed up because he didn't want to spoil it. They, they, they yeah. really want to make that emotional hit more, and they needed another forty-five yeah. minutes of movie to fill. That's weird. You know what's funny is like it's not like an action-heavy comic book. It's very like like psychological. That one, yeah. A lot of it's like very shot. The artwork isn't quite as gritty, you know, but a lot of it's sort of like scene for scene. Once it starts getting consistent with the comic, they try to keep it as much, but there's like a few things. There's a few things missing. I think. I was going to say, it seems like the whole thing wouldn't translate great. Sometimes it doesn't. Like there's a, uh, all right, here's a spoiler alert. If you don't want any spoilers, go ahead. Skip ahead for like thirty seconds. Scrub, but after, scrub forward, yeah. After Barbara Gordon gets shot, Barbara Gordon Batgirl gets shot. She's in a hospital bed. They're in yeah. like a dark hospital bed, you know, dark hospital room. And the doctor just starts poking your foot with a needle, and then he just goes, "He's never gonna walk again." And then he leaves the room. <laughs> and Batman's like, "Ah," and then it's like cuts within thirty seconds. <laughs> Just poking her foot. Just poking That's her good. foot. good. Making a diagnosis. No problem. Uh, We're going to need to amputate. Who who wrote that one? The guy that did the, uh, the, the, the Watchmen. The of did Extraordinary it. Gentlemen, too. George, is that George Miller? I George think, Miller no, not Frank Miller. No. The other guy. Oh, uh, the Watchmen. Miller, guy. That's one. Not George Miller. Yeah. Let me look. What's oh, his wow. name? Thomas. Uh, yeah, like... Milton Friedman. Yeah. Adam Friedman. <laughs> Alan, I don't Burrow. Think... You're thinking of Milton Burrow. Uh, I, don't, I don't think. I don't think the Watchman. Oh, man, is... what is that guy? What is that guy's name? I'm trying to. The guy with the it. big um, freaky beard. Alan Moore. Alan. Yeah, it's Alan yeah. Moore. Guys. I knew it was. I knew it was a real generic name. And Alan Moore yeah. checks that back emphatically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah the, the comics just furious nerds. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Just... Oh yeah, all of them that listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah um take his log it'll be fine yeah um yeah well uh well we could you know go down the rabbit hole for you know hours and hours talking about dc comics i mean you guys could i would just you know fall asleep or something but um, <laughs> chime, chime in with a with a with a with a George Miller. That's who it was, right? George Miller? I thought they could do that every so often, just a, a misguided interjection, but I'm not going to do that. Um, neither are we. What I was th- yeah, neither are we. But what I was thinking this week is uh, 
um, uh, continuing down a path we've taken before. Uh, when we, uh, several episodes ago, we talked about, but I want to take a little bit different approach to it this week. And I, I want to ask you guys, what is your, the, your favorite job that you've had ever and why? That's what I'm checking out this week. Um, I, I really appreciated how well that episode went, but I think we went, you know, kind of fantastical, but it led to some good results. But I, I want to know, because I feel like we've all had, you know, an array of jobs, but I want to know what you guys think is your uh, your favorite job you had. And could you see like a specific part of that job or something that you've done in the past? But it's got to be a job you've had. Sure. I'm letting you guys cheat your way out of this and saying, I had a dream. I had a job where I was a strip club strip DJ. Club DJ. All right. <laughs> I've, I've got one. I've got one. You got it? No, I got? can't promise you that this is the favorite job I've ever had because I generally like jobs that, uh, you know, pay me more money than this. But <laughs> I will say there is a certain fondness in my heart. I worked at uh, reshelving books at like an archival library, like where all the books that no one want go. Yeah. And uh, you could like sort of wear whatever you wanted. You could be however you wanted. And you just walked around empty halls, shelving books, hanging out with your brain. <laughs> Well, that was what it. did you like so much about it? Because I thought I was going to like run into a ghost, you know? I always thought it was going to be like Ghostbusters moment. I was on edge the whole time. <laughs> the adrenaline <laughs> You like that? Ball. Yeah. That you were afraid really, for your life. That woman really looked like she was enjoying her life in that movie before she got scared. Right. I, I was attracted to the <laughs> fear of it. <laughs> the fear weird. of the unknown behind every corner. <laughs> On every shelf. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Uh, I my my job wasn't too far off of what yours was. Um, I I, uh, I worked at the uh, film video library at our at our university, um, and I I love that job. Uh, just it, it was kind of a. Um, I, I hear people in the in the industry, you know, listen to other podcasts talk about like working at a movie store was their favorite job, and it was kind of like working on a blockbuster, yeah, um, where you you know you, you uh, obviously it's you know you're just checking out movies and you're restocking movies and stuff, but there were like parts of the time where you could like recommend movies to people, and um, you know I could make like really weird recommendations. Uh, you know, uh, one of my favorites uh, was actually a recommendation of a friend of ours. Probably not listen to this, but if he does, we'll know who he is. Uh, he he uh, he told me that. Uh, uh, so anytime someone would ask for the movie Apocalypto, uh, this is about when that movie came out. Yeah. I would be like, "Oh, I don't have that," but a movie that's just like that is Home Alone, <laughs> and. Because like the last half of Apocalypse is just him setting traps for people, and yeah. so I would recommend that. And uh, you know, just for my own amusement, I don't think many people got that joke, but like stuff like that, I, I would get to the way that I looked at movies on people, uh, but not too uh, condescendingly. Like you see, 
you know, some tropes in movies where, you know, the person who, who, you know, is checking out the movies is very like condescending, like, Oh, that movie is garbage. You want this movie. But I got to like, be a little bit funny with my recommendations. If we didn't have the movie they were looking for, or, uh, you know, um, just, just be a little bit strange with things. And I, I, I like that. I like the, I got to, you know, communicate with a lot of people that, you know, I don't communicate on a regular basis with and, and just like talk to a lot of people and, um, I don't know, just be a little bit more free flowing than just sitting behind a desk all day. So oh, that was fun. Um, you liked interacting with, the of course, as with, yeah, exactly. Which I, this might've been the only job I really, uh, one of a few jobs where I really got to do that. Oh. Um, and this was, uh, and of course I like this job so much. And of course I got fired from it. Um, this actually might've been the only time I've ever, uh, successfully done the no, 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 I quit before I get fired thing. Uh, and, uh, that, that worked out great. I, I just, uh, forgot to go into work a couple times. You know, what happens. Us hey, all. what? Yeah. I just got really busy, like with the school and stuff and with some extracurricular stuff. And I just like, forgot to go, like forgot my schedule for the week. I wasn't very organized in college and, that explains why I was not a very good student. Like in high school, I was a pretty good student because everything was very regimented the same for everyone. And in college, like you have to make your own schedule. And I think it just, it took me until I was done with college to figure out how to like make your own schedule. Like, like not make your own schedule, but be organized enough where you're going to be on time to everything. And you're not going to forget things. And um, yeah, it just, it just took me a long time to do that. So I forgot to go to work. <laughs> and like a two-week span and or i'd show up like two hours late to a three-hour shift and i just the only reason like i would remember that i was working that day is i'd be like walking by the building and be like oh yeah i have to, go to work right now <laughs> what dude yeah you didn't, you didn't know that about me you knew me in college i was just I like know. I was just not well yeah. i guess you didn't know me that well but i was just not responsible and yeah i just i i wasn't very good at you know, taking care of myself. Wow. Yeah. That surprises me. I feel like I was living. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm great. I'm, I didn't need yeah. to <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah I'm super organized now. Yeah. No, that's my, I didn't, that was my no, I didn't have it to. Really? Oh, yeah. well, I'm, I, I'm glad that I gave off that appearance. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is wild. For sure. Like, that job. I did, and that, <laughs> that's the thing is that I just I, I I did it didn't it didn't do like it didn't do that in my head where I like I need to prioritize this thing. Yeah. You know, I I I just took me until adulthood, but like two years after college before I like really figured out how to be an organized person. So, but it was like a, it was like a switch. I flipped the switch and now I'm pretty organized and I don't forget things too often, but yeah. it, it's, it's a lot better than it used to be. I just got really good at writing stuff down because I will forget stuff. I don't write yeah. it down. Yeah, it's yeah. just gone. So, yeah. but yeah. Well, Pat, what's your, what's your favorite job you ever had? All right. Well, I favorite job was definitely coaching like high school football and I was really didn't do it that much. I only did it two years in a row. Um, I ended up going and get my master's and seeing if I wanted to coach um, in the college level. And I found out that that was more of a commitment than I was ready to put in. 
but I loved coaching college or high school football. It's like just the right amount of intensity that the season ends just in time. I just love football and I love that culture and I love being a coach. I like seeing growth in people and stuff. And it was really fun to do that. Both, both years I did it, it just really made me feel useful and like a good person. And, uh, yeah, and it's fun to like get a bunch of kids together and like they're like you start the season and you're all like, oh my God, how are we going to do anything? These kids don't know anything. And then you like teach them yourselves and you like spoon feed them and you like get this group of guys to work together and like go out and kick ass. It's the best, you know? I forget who said it. It might have been like Ulysses S. Grant or someone from the Civil War, but like there's a quote that's like, it's a good thing that war is so terrible, lest men would grow to love it. And like that, that concept of like camaraderie and like, I get that. I get that quote 100% because it feels so good to be on a team. It feels so good to be like seeing growth and like putting that time in and like, yeah, that was cool. Didn't pay a lot. You know, I couldn't do it. But uh, yeah, I loved it. Absolutely. I think what a lot of uh, really cool jobs have gone for them is that they don't pay well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah because i think i made like eight bucks an hour doing my my favorite job yeah yeah maybe the i i i did own my own lawn care business when i was in high school with my buddy and uh it was pretty sweet man like we cornered the market on like teachers <laughs> like single teachers so like we hung up our like uh our our sign like our lawn care business sign i put it in the teacher's lounge and so, like, we just had all the single teachers that didn't have, like, a husband to cut their lawn. Like, they just paid us 20 bucks to cut their lawn. It took us, like, 15 minutes to cut these lawns. Like, it was so easy. It was awesome. We would just do it, like, once a week. I made more money mowing lawns and just splitting the money with my buddy than I did working, like, a full half schedule at, like, J.C. Penney's. I was also doing that at the time. And it was just, like, I would work for one half day sometimes and make so much money. And I, I put all that money into paintball. I just spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on paintball. Like, I just loved it. We would, Me and my buddy, we worked really well together. You know, he would mow the front, I would mow the back, and then we would just come to, we'd, we'd be able to, like, you know, get in and get out. And it was really cool. Like, it just have, like, another person. In high school, you didn't have people that, like, it wasn't cool to care about things. Still, you know not, what I mean? I will say, still not cool to care about things, everybody. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Keep going, Pat. <laughs> yeah, to all the high school students listening to this podcast. They don't care about nothing. Um, It was cool to have somebody that, gave a crap like too and like you know we just it was it's the same kind of thing with the team team dynamics and the camaraderie like it feels good to make something you know the two of us were greater than the sum of our parts even if it was just mowing lawns like it felt cool it felt fun to go to work and that's a rare thing where you know we'd call up my buddy and we we get coffee and we go and we mow for a day sometimes it'd take a whole day but most times it wouldn't and we would work hard and then we get to split that money and just like Oh, we'd we'd buy booze and we'd buy you know paintball stuff. We weren't doing anything any, like high schoolers weren't doing, but like I literally spent all the money I got from that, like all of it as fast as I could. It was so much money for a kid to just be like sixteen driving around, getting paid like a hundred and fifty bucks for a half day's work. It was awesome. It was the best. 
Yeah, I remember the first time I was like compensated in cash, like adequately, like more than like a hundred dollars, and I immediately put all that money into an envelope and just put it into my into my closet and just like went and looked at it every like three days. This is mine. It was like I was like Gollum with his ring. I just go look at it every so often and. Yeah, I, I I didn't yeah I didn't really have any hobbies that cost money. I think I just asked my parents for money, which uh, wish I wish I liked paintball. They wouldn't have paid for that. <laughs> paintball was fun. You know what killed paintball for us? Halo. Yeah, yeah. And we needs, stopped playing paintball. Who needs to buy paintballs and CO two? You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's fun. I, now I just got to take all these whippets instead of playing paintball. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's fine right, Nate, Nate you got what you need I got what I need you think so what, let me hear your notes I want to hear what you took oh I, I mean I wasn't yeah. really writing notes I'm playing Street Fighter 4 and I'm kind of keeping up <laughs> what you're saying listen people I just got what? Street Fighter uh... 4 yesterday I'm like 10 years behind on this <laughs> and this is hot I gotta tell you, this is a good time. Oh, yeah. What on earth? Against <laughs> what a game! Are you gonna make like a like a like a song from the perspective of E Honda next week? No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. Well, actually, now that we've talked about it, it's Street Fighter Four. It's fair game. Um, so yeah, dude. <laughs> Damn it! Oh. Yes. First off. 100% agree. Also, come at me. If you want to play Cammy, I'll whoop your ass with the Honda. You ain't got shit on me. I'm going to fucking slam you. No, this is my first Thousand time. Thousand hands slap you. This is my first time playing Cammy. I had to look up her moves. I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. rolling through she got a million options. Yeah. I'm more of a, of, I'm more of a my, uh... Zangief user. I like people to be simple and easy. Yeah. One of my chronic achievements of gaming when I was younger, uh, my, uh, my dad, uh, had a, had a friend who, my dad owned a restaurant in Ypsilanti and he had a friend who had a restaurant around the block and we went over there one time for like an hour or something or two hours. And his friend just like handed me like quarters. It was like, Hey, go play that Mortal Kombat machine. So Sweet. I think I played on like easy or something. I was playing with, uh, with, uh, who is it? Like uh, Johnny Kang? Johnny Kang? Johnny? What was his name? Well, there's Luke uh, Kang and Johnny Cage. It was oh, Luke he's Kang. That's right. It was Luke yeah. Kang. Because I and I just like I don't know if he told me or I accidentally learned his move, and like I just like kept doing like his his you know special like obviously it's not a Hadouken but pretty close to it, and I just kept doing that over and over and. I think I, you know, might must have been playing an easy mode or something, but I like won like 25 times in a row. And then it's like, enter your initials. And then it was like, first place, you nice. max. Second, you know, 25 victories, second place, you know, AAA, eight victories. It's like, yeah, take that, AAA. And I, for the longest time, I was like, man, on that machine for one hour, I ruled it. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I kids these days will never understand the joy of being handed a ten dollar roll of quarters. It it only happened to me like three times in my life, but I still remember like getting, you know, a roll of quarters and feeling the weight of that in my hand, and then being like, yeah. "I'm gonna play this Aerosmith 
<laughs> video game for two hours. Did you guys ever play the Aerosmith shooter game? I'm going to play Space Cowboys Pinball. <laughs> was the Aerosmith one, was it called like Revolution X? I never played it, but I remember seeing it. It had some fun. Dude, I, that was... I beat that game. Wow. Yeah, hold on. Aerosmith uh, video game. I'll find it. Evolution X. That is what it's called. X. Hell yeah, dude. I think you shoot CDs. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. But dude, I played the entire game and my dad like, was watching me. And then he just like couldn't help himself. And he came up and he started playing. And then we ran out of quarters. And he was like, we've already put in the time. Let's just finish. <laughs> We're he, went committed. More, he went and he got more money. And then we, you know, we beat the game, but it like cost us like, you know, 20 more bucks. <laughs> but yeah, basically those the yeah, people, people complain about pay to win gaming. It's like, guys, you forget about arcades. That's all they were. That's the model. Yeah. That was, yeah. You're designed to That's lose exactly. health as it goes on, no matter yeah. what the game is totally rigged. Against right. You. Yeah. Good model. I've I've got, I've got yeah. the concept. We need to monetize that mindset, mindset for our music. You got the concept for what your song is going to be. Nate? I've got the concept. It's all there. All right. All great. I'm really happy that Dude, we're going to talk close. about restocking books, film, video library, and coaching high school football, but also Street Fighter. <laughs> we're you know we're not we're not fully adults here, right? I mean, you have a kid, and you got a kid on the way. But, you know, I'm not an adult, right? I have two kids. You can have one. Make us all even. Nah, I'm good. I got this dog. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, man. Half a dog is worth a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, we were talking about how genius it is to just have a fake dog. You weren't here for it, but we were talking about, like, the concept of... Having a fake dog, this was back before COVID with, like, social distancing. Just so you can get out of stuff? Yeah, just to get out of stuff. Don't you think it's a good idea? Like, it's such a simple lie. Sorry, I got to take the dog out. You got to produce with a dog nowadays. In the Zoom days, everyone expects you to, like, take the webcam. If you're in one of these situations where that that's going to be your your excuse, you got you to gotta take it, and then you got to be like, look, there's the dog. You're like, hey, I want to see the little buddy you got. No, you just say like, "Oh, I don't let him in the office." It's like he he's wrecked the, he's wrecked the office before. I don't let him in the office. I was a, I was on a video call last week, and I I, I didn't get on video because we don't have to get on video for all these. But like for some reason on this one, every like it was an interdepartmental meeting, and everyone was on video. I'm like, crap, I don't want to get on video. But there was one woman who like had a cat in her lap, and she's petting and she's going, "Oh, pussy." Oh, <laughs> I swear to God, it was, it was hilarious. I muted, I muted my phone and I was laughing because she was just, oh, pussy. Oh, pussy. <laughs> my, my boss talked to me about it later. She's like, couldn't she have just said something else there? It was so weird. It made me cringe. And she's yeah. like, yeah, it was funny, but... Couldn't she have just like said a different word? Because the cat's name is not pussy. Couldn't <laughs> she just said like, "Oh, kitty cat." Well, how old or, is this? You know, the woman. Uh, the woman is probably in her late fifties. Oh, she knows pussy. pussy is a bad word. Then, oh, hundred percent, dude. She's 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 flaunt. She's flaunting the system. I like this oh, yeah. woman. 
Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's uh, she's a funny she's funny, and uh, she uh, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's what she was doing. But that's awesome. I like yeah. this person's cool as shit. All right, I'll introduce you guys next time we're all in the same room together, which will be never. Um, <laughs> all right, Nate, you uh, you got what you need. That's great. Hey, Monica. Uh, and it- Pat said I told my friend Pat that you say pussy all the time in public spaces, and he yeah, just while you're wanted. Petting your- while you're petting your lap. <laughs> so anyway, here he is. Yeah. yeah, here's an icebreaker. All right. Well, you guys got anything else before we uh, sign off? I got. That's nothing. it for me, man. <laughs> I hope I hope you got a song. Uh, all right. Well, we will uh, give Nate some time to uh, come up with a song, and we and we will. Uh, come back to you guys after this. And we're back, guys. It's been some time. Given Nate a plenty of space. Lock, let him lock himself in a room for God knows how long. And we're just hoping that he comes back with a good song. Just for a quick refresher, things we talked about earlier this episode. We got jobs that were our favorite jobs, not our dream jobs, but favorite mm-hmm. jobs we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think we did some Sean Connery impressions. A few. Um, Nate talked about ghosts. I remember that. Um, talked about Anaconda a little bit. That was fun. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, uh it's a good movie. Yeah. What no, any notes that you took, Nate? I want to remind us of what you. I was thinking about jobs, heard. the jobs that you all liked. So you and I both liked library work, and uh, Pat likes yeah. coaching people, and um, you know that sort of led me down a path. I think. I think it led me down a good, a good path, not a, not not a dark path, a happy path. Okay, because it is. It, I do find it surprising, you know. After that story, I didn't really recognize it at the time. But you basically just told us all that you worked at a book depository, correct? Um. Well, yeah. It was more. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think Lee Harvey Oswald worked yeah. at the book. And it was a book repository, not a depository. They reposited the books. The books were deposited from the repository, probably out to, you know, the Oh, I always thought it was book depository. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was a book repository. I feel like people who know that were probably in on it. Yeah. Well, okay. That's fine. Whatever you say. Hey, you know, that's cool, man. Go on. It was a grassy knoll, but it wasn't that grassy. <laughs> it was more it was more sun spotted. Yeah, Ooh. right. Do you think there's a strip club in Dallas called the Assy Knoll? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Grassy Knoll is probably fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that one elicits some uh, more interesting imagery. Yeah, but but I Assy think many Knoll is strip pretty clubs are going for like interesting imagery. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you know what? You really could name a you could name <laughs> you could name a strip club anything. I don't think people care. I don't think people care at all. Like you could yeah. just name it whatever you want, and people are like, you know where I gotta go to go see boobs, right? You know the assy yeah. knoll. Yeah. I just don't even. I hate that pun. How but I also feel like my monocle like, fell off when I heard it. 
But I I'm also feel go. like most puns can probably be twisted, or most like just any phrases. Paneling. I feel like I'm just looking at my, the wood paneling in my basement, and I feel like that could probably be twisted to be just strip club pun. Oh yeah, a euphemism. Panels to wood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you name a strip club, anything people are gonna go there. Yeah. Something about strip and varnish. I don't know. I feel like there's the joke <laughs> in that area, but I don't want to keep going in there. I mean, the male strip. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, definitely be the lumber yard. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But you could name it anything. It does. That's what I'm saying. It's like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a. You don't need sexual innuendo as long as there's like people understand that there's nudity in this establishment. I think people do anything. It's like we're this is the uh, the painted shut window. It's like what what do they do with the painted shut? Oh, girls uh, expose their breasts, and people are like, oh, that's great. I will go there. The name does not matter to me. Where where you want to go? Which club you want to go tonight? Oh, how about Chase Manhattan Bank? Oh, what's that? That's a strip, strip club. Do a strip club. That's you go. Oh well, I needed to make a deposit as well, so this is great. <laughs> well, you can't make that kind of deposit. <laughs> oh boy. Yo, sorry, new sponsor, Chase Bank. <laughs> Chase Bank. We are not a strip club yet. <laughs> I feel like, in order to survive in a capitalist economy, you always have to find a way to. Uh, diversify your uh, your business holdings well that you know what actually that that pairing would work okay because they basically yeah. have opted hours where are you gonna get like, the money you're gonna get the money right there yeah oh, you got all these of- you got all your atms right there <laughs> what's kind of have opposite hours like the bank shuts down at three on a friday and at like <laughs> noon on a saturday and then like just for the rest of that time it's not bank hours it's just girls you know exposing the breasts it's great. It's a thing of beauty. Only downside, the buffet would be all mints. Yeah, that would be tough. Mints and then like weird, like dumb, dumb lollipops that you would give to kids. But you have them as an adult in a strip club. That would be a little kind of strange. Yeah. That would be a good but... strip club gimmick. Free candy. <laughs> but none of the strippers, like names are candy. So you know that they're, Man. you know, tips are still required. Yeah. You know who? You know who likes free candy, Nate? children oh boy adults like candy too <laughs> yeah who likes free candy everyone on earth everybody it's just like yeah the the bank you know the the strip club could be given around they could be you know trying to get people to ve- go to their establishment by uh renting a van on the side and on the side you would put free candy and then oh, you know the name what, of the strip a, club. what if the name of the strip club was free candy uh, free candy is a good one, and it's got a yeah. girl in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> what if What if Candy was wrongfully accused of a crime she didn't commit? Hashtag it's free just, candy. It's just like that Rage Against the Machine song, Freedom, and it's just about free and candy. She was a good woman. Free candy. She was the best stripper at the Assy Knoll. <laughs> Tony loved her. Oh, so man. speaking about uh, speaking about we were talking about dream jobs a while back and this song got me think we were talking about real jobs and there's mm-hmm. yeah. there's quite a gap it turns out <laughs> yeah. yeah so They're so this different. song fully disclosed i haven't i haven't sung it to i've written it but i haven't like really sung it 
but you know i got it like i know how it goes ish not with some of these sean connery lyrics i had to shoehorn in but for the the listeners nate nate decided five minutes ago to put in some sean connery impressions so see if if you can spot them yeah If that gives you any kind of clue as to what kind of song this is going to be. The song's know. about to end, okay. and he's all like, uh, I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian! Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> that was the end of that song. How about that? Uh, hey! It gets to the end, and it's, I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. <laughs> I am the last one! And then he ends it. It's pretty good. Dragons are great. Dragon Hearts, even better. Oh, yeah, oh Dragon Heart, listen. Drums. I was a kid and I was confused by when Braveheart was getting all these accolades as a movie. Mm-hmm. When, because uh, all I thought it was was like, I'm like, there's like Dragonheart without the freaking dragon. <laughs> so it's objectively worse, you know? It's, you're not exactly wrong. Twister, <laughs> Dragonheart. I voted for Braveheart. Yeah, right. Hans Molman. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Braveheart. <laughs> All right. Oh, speaking of uh, misremembering Sean Connery movies, you got a song for us, Nate? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. Let's see how this goes. I got a. I got a little thing in front of me. It's got the words on it. We'll start singing. Well, great. Teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah. What's this song called? This song's called um, Dewey. Of the 
people by God. A library champion, a curtsy, a tip of the hat, and a now library champion. You're the best. You're Egyptian. Just talk. You're still a library champion, but I think you're playing both sides. You're a library champion. Come on and own up to your crimes, library champion. something that you're not that's what I thought do it the lack of look in your eyes it says a lot and do it you're too much fun you were the chosen one but do it I think you're done Yeah. 
Luigi. Tip of my hat and a now to a library champion. Library champion. Uh, well, that is not where I thought that song was going to go. <laughs> no, not at all. But I like it. All right, cool. Right. Hey, how about that name, uh, Dewey? Is that because of the Dewey Decimal System? Yeah, it's really shoehorned in. Yeah, well, no, but that's why this. That's why Dewey's the chosen one. Chosen one of the library game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Nate, when you worked at the library, did you ever encounter this person? The person who was so meant for library work that... <laughs> they were the library champion. Or was it you? Are you the library champion? No, I wasn't the library champion. But do you ever yeah, think about... I got fired like... from the library. <laughs> yeah, that's what... So you got. You say you got fired, but you were, you were made for this job. Well, I thought, I, what I if we turned up was, the yeah. fired and turned up the made for this job? Yeah, talk me through the story here. Talk me through the story. All right. right. I so think, do we, let me th- here's what Max, I think. Max, give it. Give us the story. Uh, yeah, here's what I think. Dewey gets hired at the library, and immediately, you know, he gets hired because he's the best for this job, and then he. Um, uh, realizes this and then decides to kind of let himself go a little bit. You know, the job is too easy. He doesn't realize how good he is. And that kind of, you know, just like you do with any job, you get a little lazy. But with Dewey, it's a little bit more than lazy. He's bathing in the sink. He's getting in fights in the parking lot. And, um, yeah, suddenly he's locking things in rooms and the police are there. Uh, it's a hostage situation. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> and um, I like Dewey, own up to your crimes. Yeah. And uh, but I get it, though. That's am I Dewey? Wait, am I? Dewey? I think Damn, but I yeah. am Dewey. No, Dewey's well, a lady. You, you did get Dewey's fired a lady. I'm for sure holding for someone hostage. <laughs> Yeah. So Dewey's sees the queen of the library catalog. Yeah. And so Dewey's going to get coached to be like the greatest librarian ever from the master. Li- from the head yeah. honcho. Sean Connery. The library. Pretty much Sean Kim. And um, yeah. so everything like reshelving books. You know, she's running at full speed, running at a sprint, walking at a jog. You know, she's always she's always going. She's a champion, champion of the library, picks up everything super fast, but then like likes the library too much. So always is staying there, spends all of the time there. So I'd originally thought I'm like, okay, this person's gonna be playing video games at stacks. But they're not now. No, they're they're burning books and getting the fights because a library is like a. It's a place of carnage. It's a place of quiet and a place of carnage at the same time. Because it's... Explain. It's the library, public libraries, you know, it's everybody. So it's the whole world. It's a microcosm of the whole world just done quietly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so if like, I, I'm fine. Keep, if keep someone's talking, a bank man. robber in a library, they're still a bank robber. They're just a quiet bank robber eating like a newspaper. <laughs> Okay. All right. 
someone's and, right. and you know you you sure. have you have people there and you know they that's their internet part so you got people off in the stacks using the wi-fi for gosh knows what you know some people they gotta bathe in the sink and dewey gets addicted to the carnage of living in the library sure and, uh, yeah yeah because uh she sees everything that goes on at the library but she's a library champion and then you know it's too late to fire Dewey when you want to, because you know they they got the deal set in stone. You you're the chosen one, and then it basically goes. It honestly, this whole song is pretty much uh, the Star Wars prequel set in a library. What what ha- they you know he's lock he locks the door. There's blood on the floor. Yeah, you know what happens to Dewey? Probably a, does Dewey end his own life? I think it was a murder. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was a murder. I don't know. Okay. What do you think? Do you think this should be a good murder song? I don't like any of it. I don't know. This sounds like <laughs> this sounds like it's it's almost like an homage to again, the book Depository. And um I'm pretty sure depository is the right word, by the way. I don't think they deposited books. I think it's books, the books, books depository. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, this book suppository, it seems like you had like intimate knowledge of the workings of the uh, JFK assassination. It was I- imagery-wise, it was evoking an assassination attempt in my head. You locked the door, you know, people were saying, "Oh, you no, know, let us in," you know. That's what just in my head, that's what I was thinking. As 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 a, you know, a listener, that was I maybe that's just because, you know, I know the person who wrote it. <laughs> yeah, this might be a call for help. <laughs> but I do like that the only thing that got him fired from this job he was so good at was that he murdered someone. It's kind of like the office space. It's like office space is what this is. Yeah, it's but he ends up murdering someone. Yeah, ex- yeah, but except, you know, except to just keep getting promoted. He just murders someone. Okay, so it's almost like the uh, the taxi cab of the library. Yeah, taxi cab confessions of the library. <laughs> right. Wait, was that movie called Taxi Cab or Taxi Man? I can't remember. Oh, anyway, you're right. <laughs> taxi Cab Man. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I liked it. It was good. What What style were you going for here? Uh. Well, I um. I changed things a little bit as I was going to what seemed to make sense <laughs> in the moment. Um, sure. But it's... Uh, when I was playing it on the guitar, it's a country song, and when you play it on a piano, it's just a singing song. <laughs> it's just a singing song. Yeah. Okay, That's I mean, it, it reminded me of songs like Americana songs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like I hate that genre the, uh, name. What does it mean? You hate it? Would what, just, if we you know, add like an A at the end of American? You know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's it's nondescript and confusing. Okay, well, it is a no, but yeah, anyway, would you, would you say like Canadiana? <laughs> yeah, would you say Canadiana, Pat? Huh? I mean, you guys did it already. Is Russ of Canadiana? Huh? And yet, what about Larry Kenny? Huh? You yes, still ha- you still haven't said it. Rush is Canadiana, and okay. don't let anybody tell you different. So now I know what it's more of a Canadiana band. Yeah, I wanted to go for a Canadiana vibe, 
but I didn't. Well, have you got an Americana vibe, and that's uh, that. Um, yeah, like that, you're telling like a, the, a story of a person, right? Like you're you're doing an homage to a character, and that is very that is very like you know country western Cana- Canadiana, yeah. That's Canadiana. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Pat, what do you think? Is this a hit? Um, you know, I'm close to middle, but I'm going to lean hit. I'm going hit. Yeah, I'm going to go hit also. I like the story it told uh, because it was me. Um, I like knowing that, I mean, for to keep the, the record straight, I did quit my job before I was fired. So yeah, that's definitely not what Dewey did. Before the uh, inevitable murder in the stacks. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I quit because <laughs> I probably would have murdered my coworkers. Yeah, Murder in the Stacks. It's a Sue Grafton novel. This podcast is like Miss Cleo for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, her small I print. Have not murdered bosses. And and you often are heard singing with a fake patois. So yeah, it's very much <laughs> like like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like <laughs> you talked about. You were Egyptian and you were Spanish, right? What was the, what was that lyric? Oh, I had to shoehorn in another. I, the only one I had was playing both sides. And I was like, oh, I better say something else. That yeah. made no sense. <laughs> I'm Spanish. I'm Egyptian. That was, that was funny, though. It was funny. It was, it was great, but it just did, didn't make any sense. Only, but it only made sense to us. It's Songs great. don't have to make sense. Yeah. Come All right. I, I say hit two. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Good stuff. Yeah. Got, got I, you know else? what? I would like to hear that on a, on a guitar at some point. I'd like to hear that that version because I think it would give it that, you know, a different aesthetic. It'd be nice to hear. I'd love that. Do you want it? Do you want it for uh, the outro of this dealy? Yeah, that'd the be cool. Version. All right, we'll do the country yeah. version. Got it. All right. Well, this, was good. this was a pretty good episode, guys. Uh, I liked it. Like the song. Uh, I like talking about college jobs. That was that was fun stuff. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, close it out. Uh, Want to remind all the listeners at home about our voicemail. Um, that number uh, we got. We did get a couple voicemails, uh, so it's good that people are actually calling in. Just to say the number again, it's seven zero seven seven eight zero two four four eight, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again after this. Hits. I'll do it. I can tell you'll be a great pick. Tell that you just get it And the library business is slow We need a shot in the pants Don't you know when Do it, we believe in you I'll be your coach You'll be a library champion A queen of the catalog A champion running out of sprint walking out of jog library champion
psych. We got some voicemails. Uh, I think we got what four this week, guys. This is this is really happening. A lot of fans blowing up. There. Yeah, it's great. It's just I think four is uh, that's when you know you made it. Yeah, fours. You know, it's the, you know some people say four is the loneliest number, but that never made any sense to me. So this is pretty cool, man. It's uh, thank you to our rabid fans. Uh, no matter how violent you are, uh, you know, we appreciate and, uh, and we cherish every opportunity we get to exploit you. So thank you. All right, let's hear the first one. First voicemail coming on in. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm a first-time caller, uh, not so long-time listener, but I enjoy the podcast. Um, I got a, got a suggestion for uh, – for Nancy Nathan Sharp there, um, I think I think you should write a song about smoking. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of hits about smoking, whether it be, you know, money and cigarettes or, you know, references to PCP and all kinds of weed and whatnot. But uh, I, I really want to go in a different direction with this smoking song. I, I'm looking for a song for people who really like to smoke meats. Smoking meats. You know, the joys of of really feeling that smoked meat in your mouth and, and, and tasting the smoke and the juices of that meat running down your chin, you know, and, and not just meat, but, but cheese as well and, and fishes, you know. Where's the song for the people who love smoked things? That's what I'm looking for. That's a hit in my book. Have a good day. Uh, well, you heard the that man. Was, uh, that was interesting. Um, he talked about smoking money, which I thought was weird. Um, really yeah. Smoked that too much. Uh, but, uh, Nate, what do you think? Does that sound like good uh, song fodder? Listen, this sounds like good song fodder, but I'm requesting something. Now, what I'm thinking is that when we're talking about consumables, that's a song that old Nasty Nathan Sharp doesn't write for free. But do you know what he writes it for? Money. Write it for money, and I write it for local businesses that need a little shot in the arm. So, what I'm going to say to this esteemed caller... Famous Dave's. Yeah, you find me any sort of famous Dave's, any sort of uh, pig-themed restaurant where they have a lot of pigs in chef hats on a billboard outside. Meat um, market, a nice meat market. You find yeah. yourself someone that needs this song, and I'll I'll put it together for them for a for a nominal fee. Their people will talk to my people, and you will get to. Enjoy a a nice steamy bit of jingle while you uh, wreck your insides with uh, charred cured meats. Now, here's a question, Nate. Can you make a jingle? Because I think your shortest song is like five and a half minutes long. It's a new challenge. It's a tough challenge. But I believe in my own abilities to really jangle a jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, you got jingles? 
You know, Max, I'm full of jingles. I can jangle a good jingle. Pat, how dare you? How dare you confront me with such a, um, well, an astute question, really. But you can't. Yeah. You can't really, you can't help your own inquisitiveness. But sometimes, Pat, curiosity killed the cat, just like old nasty Nathan Sharp will murder a jingle to be used for uh, murdered animals that will then be smoked and consumed and, uh, you know, tear apart a man's insides. Well, you know, I, I, I do think that there is something to just making a song about smoking meats, considering like all adult males in their mid to late 20s and early 30s start smoking meat. They can't help themselves. It's a coming of age story, if you think about it, for like the pre midlife crisis, because you get like the, the stories in the in the, the you know, the songs that are about like 16 and, and 19 year old kids and then you get like the midlife crisis kind of stories and stuff but the really the mid-30s is you never hear about that in media and i think you know mid-30s late 20s it's a great time to like capitalize on the 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 young young men becoming old men smoking meats yeah yeah so make a make cat's cradle but about smoking meats (laughs) make it sad (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's very sad. It ends in it ends in horrible uh, colon problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about we go to voicemail number two? Let's see what this caller has to say. Voicemail number two coming right up. Stomp, stomp, shake, shake. That's the sound Godzilla makes. It's a radioactive lizard thing. It's an earthquake part of life. I love this. This is the first hit. I've been singing it all around my house. My wife thinks I'm talking about myself because I'm not very coordinated and I don't walk very well. Uh, this is a great song. I love it. I um, think that letting Nate go and having less structure is a great decision. I think in general with this podcast, less is more. Keep up the great work. Um, this guy sounds like he's just lumbering around his living room. Who knows if he's listening to music or not, uh, right. but he's, he's humming along to the tune and he's making his wife, I don't know, can't tell if it's happy or not, but scared not, mostly yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. But I like this. I like when people call in just to sing our songs to us. That is the call and response we need. It's oh the yeah. Literal, literal formation of the call and response. Yeah. Now this guy, he sounds, he sounds like, some some man possessed, like almost he's a marionette himself, right? Like he kind of stumbles around as like a jaunty, nice man. Like he might be a sea captain in another life, just kind of stumbling around, singing weird songs, scaring kids. You know, he sounds like a good soul. Um, we appreciate you calling in and letting us know that Destiny uh, the Sharp has made another hit. But uh, we already yeah. knew that. Yeah, I disagree, though, that there's been more hits, but, you know, to each his own. Each their own. All right, let's go to voicemail number three. Voicemail three. Three, two, one. Yeah, is there any way I could get the song Stomp Shake just alone so I don't have to keep skipping to 5140 on the podcast episode? I guess that might be a strategy by you guys to 
artificially inflate the uh, listens and garner more ad dollars. If that's so, I'd just like to know that. But maybe you can't tell it because your blue apron will come down on you hard. <laughs> this guy gets it. Yeah, we this don't want to bite the, We don't want to bite the hand that feeds. He, he knows what's up. Uh, yeah, blue apron. Uh, I mean, can you cut ahead to step five of the recipe at the beginning of your blue apron? No. Start at the beginning. Listen to the whole thing. Then you'll get all the jokes. <laughs> Every single time. If yeah. you want to if you want to hear if you want to hear, <laughs> hear Stomp Shake, you start first off, do not skip ahead. That's garbage. That's not how you do this. You gotta listen to the full 50, 51 minutes to get to the song. Man, I mean this is a process. If you want to truly enjoy his music. And like, you know, you got to find a little where the, that's the fun thing about the, the whole the whole podcast, man, is you're 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 finding those juicy morsels, you know, those little bits here and there that we talk about in a song. Right. It's it's where's Waldo, but it's purely auditory. Come on, man. You're you're doing yourself a disservice. And, and you know that. And also add money. Yeah. If you ain't listening, you ain't laughing. That's right. All right. Let's, uh, let's get the voicemail number four. Voicemail number four, coming up. Hey, guys. Just calling again. Listen, Godzilla song, cool song. Really enjoyed it. Not really sure, like, what the angle is with it. Kind of sounds like you're doing, like, a weird, like, children's, like, show thing where, like, you know, Nate is, like, Kind of like Barney, so like a weird mix of Barney and like Death to Smoochie. I don't know. I'm not really sure if that's your vibe. You could market that. I just, you know, it's not really that big Bollywood like baller lifestyle you, you seem to be going for. But you know, if you like, you know, hanging out with little kids, you know, that's fine too. You chomo. Anyways. Have a good day. Bye. Now, I'd like to respond. I'd like to respond to this. Sir, I don't, I do not know what that is, but I'm sure we're not whatever you insinuate that we are. Number, number two, our previous voicemail. That's the type of person I, that, that this song was written for. Uh, rambunctious individuals who with, uh, with plodding feet, you know? People, people with a sense yeah. of, of of joy in their lives. Now, this uh, this joyless caller number four, we'll call him, um, clearly does not understand the intersection between the child and adult brain that happens within every human being. Your child brain still exists inside of you, right? Isn't that right, Pat? What? What? Oh, listen, listen uh, here. Yes, and it does. <laughs> My point is, uh, well, can you watch Sesame Street, Pat? Uh, daily. Yeah, and you know what? When you when you watch Sesame Street and you're having a good good old time, you know, watching Grover get get all crazy, you're still enjoying uh, it. Sure, yeah, uh, you're I still love it learning all the ways that you can utilize a particular letter in your busy uh, adult lifestyle. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, most of the time, I'm just thinking about what Grover is. Is is he a monkey? Is I, I'm is he confused. A yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he stuck in a bathtub? What's his deal? Yeah, I don't know what Grover's it. deal is. Just as I don't, I cannot. I still have trouble understanding Grover's, and that's that's what I'm think I'm talking about. There's a there is a subtle nuance to the world of children's music that can transcend to an adult. You know? Do you ever think that? Uh, yeah. That mariners on the high seas listen to Baby Beluga? Of course they do. They definitely do. Yeah, they, they definitely, definitely do. Rafi is a is a yeah. number one hit in Iceland for a reason. Yeah, Rafi makes money. Do you think he tropical makes... farmers listen to Banana Phone? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Pat, how close are we to a billion views right now? Can you um, check that real quick? I'll uh, calculate that. Sheet? I'll okay, calculate that. Yeah, we're not. Okay, got it. Not yeah, close. Not. Okay. Yeah, not close. Yeah. All right. Wait, hold on. Let me carry the one here. Not very close. Okay. Well, we'll yeah. get there. We just have to find uh, videos kids can watch on repeats while their uh, parents are trying to work and kids don't have childcare because it closed for two weeks because of COVID. That didn't happen to me or anything, but, you know, yeah, not that does, specific. I, mean, I think he brings up a good point. You know, we do want to. We do want to market towards uh, – well, I, I'm, I'm flexible with whatever demographic gives us money. But I do think that children um, don't typically have that much money of their own. So uh, there's, there's something to be said there. And, you know, yeah. I don't want to be called a chomo. Yeah, that wasn't very – that didn't make me feel good. No. Somebody needs to tell that guy not to bully people. Yeah, is Chris Harrison waiting downstairs for me? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> hope not. Well, I don't want to say too much because he might be listening, but uh, that was a, was a good bit. Make sure you guys all, all the listeners, let's uh, get some more of those voicemails in. Less accusatory of the host. That would be great. Uh, that number is 707-780-2448, 707-780-2. Hit. Yeah. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.